Welcome to the Experience Darden Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. So in this episode of the podcast, we welcome back an old friend, Katie Yielding, my admissions colleague, to share tips and insights for round two full-time MBA applicants. If you're planning to apply round two or just even planning to apply to Darden's full-time MBA program at all this year, this episode is essential listening. So without further ado, here's my conversation with my admissions colleague, Katie Yielding. Katie, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Brett. It's good to see you. It's great to have you here. I was doing the math in my head. I think, I think you may be pushing for the, for the title of most frequent podcast guest. How does it feel? I had no idea. I was in the running. Uh, Whitney and I will have to start keeping a tally, see who pulls ahead by the end of the season. This may be the episode that puts you over the top. Of course, you typically appear in, in conjunction with one another. I'm reminded of our most recent episode about doing research on your MBA programs during the pandemic. You were both there, but this is, this is just you. This is, this is your time. A, a um, solo episode. I'm here for it. All right. Well, first and foremost, how are you doing? Uh, happy holidays. Good to see you here. Yeah, happy holidays. I'm doing great. It's an energizing time in admissions world right now. Last week, we celebrated the admission of a few hundred round one applicants, which was really exciting. And then continuing to, to get to know both them and our early action admitted students too. There's also just a lot of holiday merriment at, at Darden and in our department this time of year. We've seen Santa in the hallways a few times at Darden and... Then we've got our famous admissions cookie exchange coming up this week. So lots to look forward to. Uh, we're, we're a festive group, aren't we? Yeah. How many holiday parties is too many holiday parties? Well, we've already had one. And then I think we have a few on the schedule for t- just tomorrow alone. So <laughs> we may be pushing it. I love Will you be idea. in attendance as well? Well, it's a game time decision. I think I'm probably going to be here in Roslyn. I'm going to miss the cookie exchange because it's interview season. It's executive yes. MBA, December 10 round. And I have several interviews and an event tomorrow night. And so uh, busy, busy period here as we push uh, for the final, final round in 2021 and decision release. Gosh, right around the corner, December 20, 22nd for our December wow. 10 round applicant. So um, it's That's a, a fast it's turnaround, Brett. I'm quick impressed. turnaround. Yes. We're staying, staying busy out here. I love the idea of like a famous cookie exchange. Like you've, you've heard of it. Here it is. The famous cookie exchange. Yes. We're giving it the press it deserves right here. And you know what? I bet that we can work out some sort of inner office mail to send you some cookies back to Sands family grounds. Well, you know how you know you're getting older is you uh, start developing all kinds of things like gluten intolerance. So oh uh, the cookie exchange, uh, well, let's just say it's not quite as exciting uh, when you're, you're gluten-free uh, okay. in, two, in 2K21. But um, nevertheless- well, some, some peppermints or something like that will find their way your direction. Uh, will you tell our listeners uh, what cookies you're bringing? Will you share that? Oh, yes. Well, I mean, this, this will probably air after the cookie exchange. So the, the cat will be out of the bag at that point, I guess. You know, I, I'm going to try something new, which I think is a risky move when trying to, to feed your colleagues. But I'm going to go with 
a hot chocolate cookie. So it's, it's got some kind of toasted marshmallows on top. Um, hoping for the best. We'll see what the response is tomorrow. I need to go buy some butter. Well, um, preparations still to be made. How did you come across this recipe? I like the cooking blogs and I uh, had just pinned it at some point and thought, well, that sounds like something fun to make at the holidays. So here's my occasion. All right. Well, good luck. Um, gosh, a bold move to try out a new, uh, new recipe for the famous cookie swap. Well, nothing if not bold. Yes. Just going for it. There are some members of the team that have their very famous uh, items that they bring annually. I'm not one of those people. So I, it gives me a little bit more freedom to, to do whatever I feel like. Who knows? This could be the start of a command performance. Uh, there are certainly items. Okay, we'll find out on Wednesday. TBD. All right. <laughs> well, you're a podcast person, not just because you're a frequent guest here on our Experience Darden podcast, uh, but also you're someone who listens to a lot of podcasts. I always enjoy this inception opportunity to ask you on this podcast what podcast or podcasts you're listening to uh, right now. So any, any tips, recommendations for us? What should we be listening to over the holiday period? Well, I appreciate that this is an audience that also cares about podcast content. And I do regularly listen to Experience Darden um, and a number of others. I tend to like podcasts that are more serial in nature. Um, I have a few that I've been listening to recently that are a little bit more uh, aligned with some current events. So some people may be following the, the Murdoch murders um, news out of South Carolina. And there's been a great podcast kind of detailing some of that, following along. And it's been really wonderful to hear from a, a local news source on that too. So it's called Murdoch Murders and highly recommend if that's something of interest. If you like a little um, murder mystery, but also like true crime uh, and some real time updates on what's going on there. That's a great one. There's another called Gangster Capitalism. Those in the NBA world may be, you know, interested just based on the title alone. It has a few seasons out. The most recent season is related to, to something here in the state of Virginia. So that was uh, also content that I have enjoyed recently. It just wrapped. So uh, highly recommend Gangster Capitalism and Murdoch Murders. I think if we would have gone back in time and told people, you know, maybe in the 90s or 2000s, um, like true crime would go through like this huge renaissance and like people would be listening to like long form serial, what effectively are like radio episodes, honestly, like when you boil it down. Yes. Do you think people would have been surprised about this? I tend to think people would be surprised. Well, I mean, just we, we had a discussion earlier that things like fashion come in cycles. I think things like news sources may also come in cycles. And so in some ways, I don't know that it's that surprising. And in others, um, well, I mean, I, I used to be somebody who'd walk around the neighborhood with my uh, cassette tape you know, listening to whatever I wanted. And so I think I've stayed pretty consistent in, in my own consumption of, of news in this manner. Um, but it certainly has become a lot easier to listen to it via podcast. I was also a Walkman user. Um, they had that it had that clip, you try to put it on your, your, your pants. It never really clipped quite right. So you end up holding it 
Uh, well, I had the big armband, so I would I would walk that neighborhood with that big armband on all the time. Oh yeah. wow! Okay, you can't slow right. me down. <laughs> well, um, I I appreciate that. I uh, have a lot of nostalgia for that particular moment. Um, you know, needing to always have batteries apparently at the ready. Um, the burden of that time, gosh. If well, and you know what? I don't know that it's changed that much. I'm also always looking for my charger. So, um, you know, <laughs> there may be something consistent there. My power source is always running low. I, there are like two things that um, I'm sure if you work in a Starbucks or a similar type environment that you just get so tired of answering. Um, excuse me, uh, what's the Wi-Fi password? And then two, um, is there where I could plug in uh, a power charger, a phone? Um, I feel like that's the state of the modern modern condition. We're looking for Wi-Fi and we're looking for a power source. Yes, and I, I do wonder why they don't just provide lots of uh, extension cords, power strips in all of these places. I mean, I do know they want to keep business moving, but uh, we're all going to keep asking. So I don't know. Maybe a business idea in here. Uh, yes, we're a charging cafe that serves coffee. Just going to throw that out there for anybody who wants to, to run with that. All right. Well, let's get down to business. Uh, the full-time MBA round two deadline is almost upon us, but a few weeks away here. Um, for those listeners who are less familiar with your previous episodes, which they should absolutely go back and listen to, um, tell us a little bit more about you, Katie. Uh, who are you and what's your role here at Park? Well, I think if they've made it this far in the episode, then uh, they have definitely earned some some hot tips on, on what's coming for <laughs> admissions world next. Uh, I am Katie Gilding. I am on the admissions committee here at Darden. I work closely with our full-time MBA program, especially on the evaluation process. So the application review and interviews have the opportunity to work closely with our second year student admissions committee that is also involved in interviewing with our team and our first year student admissions committee, which is involved in our admitted student efforts as well. And then, you know, other tasks as assigned. Um, but I enjoy being a part of, kind of the full cycle from, from this stage, getting to help people think about applying to school all the way through the time that they're admitted and enrolled here at Darda. Well, round two is almost upon us, coming up in early, early January. Um, one of the interesting things is it's actually our third uh, deadline for full-time MBA candidates. There's early action, round one, and, and round two, so... Um, any particular things that you share with applicants about round two that you always highlight when people ask about this round? You are right. The count gets a little funny about this time. We're saying it's round two, our third deadline. Uh, we are, it is our third of four deadlines. So there is one more to go after this. So for people who are thinking about applying round two, I think sometimes they think, oh my gosh, like this is it. I've got to apply now. Uh, it's really just the halfway mark in our application cycle. So there still are two opportunities, both this round two deadline in January and a round three deadline in April. So um, everybody's got time to, to kind of assess where they are and their readiness to, to press submit on their application. I think round two has traditionally been one of our, our largest rounds for the year. And so, you know, we look forward to seeing applications um, from all over the globe and domestically here in the U.S. And 
And I think, you know, it is the round where we are kind of most excited to continue filling out the class. Our early rounds help us get started. We're getting to know our applicants, see what the class is going to look like for the next year. And then that really starts to, to pick up some steam here in round two. So we're looking forward to, to seeing all the people who apply. Well, we may have some listeners who are just getting started with their application. So they may be using the holiday to really kind of accelerate their application process and take advantage of maybe some downtime at work. And so what would you say to people who are just getting started with their application? Any places that you would encourage them to spend some time or uh, anything that you would encourage them to think about as they approach the application process? Well, we're recording this episode here in mid-December, and then our deadline is a week into to January. So applicants have about three weeks to go, which I think is actually plenty of time. Um, so if you're listening to this soon after it releases, then you know, good news is you've got time to make it happen. And I think you know, first and foremost, kind of assess where you are in the process. Um, introspection now will really save a lot of time in the application process later. So I think it's really important for applicants to orient themselves to the NBA landscape, really spend time trying to understand why they want their MBA, what they're looking to get out of it, what those goals are. And after spending some time doing that, everything else could, should kind of flow from I think that initial work. So even if you're applying round two, I think my advice would be, you know, spend some time really assessing your reasoning before you jump into kind of the nuts and bolts of the application itself. Um, on the more tactical side of things, you do need to fill out an application. So, you know, the first step I think is to, to read through the application in full to really understand all the components that are required. Some are gonna re require more time and effort than others are. So understanding what those expectations will be. There's actually um, experience started in podcast mini series on all the app components. Brett, remind the people where they can find the mini series. Oh gosh, a few different places. I okay. love this idea, by the way, of a mini series. Um, Isn't that what it's called? It, well, I mean, it effectively is. Uh, but in my mind, mini series like conjures up like all the television programs that I grew up with a seven part mini series. So yes. um, I, I love I love that. Um, so you can find it on Spotify if you're a Spotify user. If you're not a Spotify user, you should go to the Discover Darden blog where you will find uh, links to essentially Kaltura, which is another sharing service. Um, versions of all of the episodes. There's 16 micro episodes of the podcast wow. that a way to think about it. So each of them focused on either a discrete element of the application process or the application itself. Uh, soup to nuts from the very beginning to pressing submit and even the interview. Um, we wanted it to be, I don't know if this is the best way to describe it, but it's conceptually in my mind, one of the things that I had on my brain as I approached the project, like an admissions committee in a box. You know, you sort of press play and you can have an admissions committee member share tips and insights about each part of the application process. And of course, you can start and stop as you work through the application. Check it out. Well, listener, you heard it here. Press pause, go find uh, the micro episodes, the mini series, whatever we're calling it. And I think it's a great way to take in uh, a good bit of content quickly and really understand what the expectations are for each of these application elements uh, from the source, from our own team, letting you know what, what we would like to see in each of those. So you know, I think that that's really a great place to start. 
And then at that point, you can um, back up and assess, you know, what's going to take the most time, the most energy. Things like recommendations are probably going to be at the top of the list there. Go ahead and ask your recommenders now if you're looking for that round two deadline, because they may be taking a winter break as well. You want to give them time to meet the deadline for you. Um, also, things like your standardized test, if you haven't already taken one, giving time to go ahead and schedule that, plan for that study for that. Uh, we're coming up tight there. So those are probably the two items most top of mind. The rest, I think, are, are very easy to fit in over the next three weeks before the deadline. It'll all flow. Don't stress. Don't worry. Um, and I know that's easy to say on this side of things, but really uh, the application is us wanting to get to know our applicants. And so the more that you can focus on just sharing about who you are as an applicant, the, um, the more natural the whole process will go. And one of the things I always like to share with applicants is, you know, first of all, the application itself, you're not going to be able to share everything about yourself in the application. Something of an initial introduction to who you are. So the pre-work that you mentioned, the self-reflection, the introspection, you know, kind of thinking about prioritization in your story. What's most important for you to communicate as part of that initial introduction, recognizing that if you're invited to interview uh, in round two, you're going to have a lot more space and to share your story, 30, 35 minutes uh, to talk through your background and your motivations for taking taking this step in, in your life and career. Um, but yeah, the introspection piece, I think that is always where, um, at least in, in my, my experience, Katie, I, I wonder if this squares with, with yours, it's the, it's the introspection, it's the self-reflection that really separates, you know, kind of just an application from a really, really good application. And I think it's an area a lot of people want to fast forward through and just say, okay, what do I need to do? But that, that would be what I think most people need to do most is to really spend time assessing um, their, their reasoning. And then the application will, will be a lot easier of a process itself. And it's that, that reasoning, that self-reflection, the introspection, the sort of why of your story um, that makes you different from a lot of other other people because as you start talking through these things or bringing that kind of depth to your story, you start to become uh, much more individual, much uh, much more different than everybody else so to the extent that you kind of skim along the top of your story. Um, well, maybe uh, maybe that does start to sound like more people. So remembering that the real uniqueness, the the depth in your story. Um, that's, that's really interesting to us as we seek to get to know you as a person, um, as you apply here. So let's, let's talk about kind of the, the flip. So that, that was, you know, people who are just getting started with the application process. Let's talk uh, about people who are a little bit further along and thinking about putting finishing touches on their round two application over these next uh, couple of weeks, where would you encourage them to spend time or any, any tips or insights you would want to share here for, for them? Well, Brad, I think we're, we're kind of aligned on this based on what you just shared. I think that at this point, it's important for those for along to think about what comes next, researching what's next in the process too, so that they can really define what it is they want to be able to share in the application versus what it is will be shared later, like in the interview stage, and make sure that the tone in, and the information shared across the application is kind of lining up with what they think is most important to be communicated at this stage. So starting to research what that Darden interview looks like, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, 
and and really understanding kind of the difference between the content shared in in written form in the application and the content shared um, in conversation through the interview. And then you proofread, 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 make sure that everything is looking really, uh, you know, clean and uh, strong communication skills throughout the application, those short answer questions. They're meant to be an opportunity to share your personality, share what you think, why you think that, what your life experiences have been. And so um, you're just taking kind of a second look through all of that to make sure that it really sounds like like themselves instead of uh, maybe just something a little more generic, which can be a tempting way to write some, some of these answers sometimes. So uh, I think if, if you're somebody who's closer to the end of the game, you know, be proud of the effort you've already been, you've put in, um, take a few deep breaths, review things again, um, and then move forward. Yeah, I love the point about be proud of what you've accomplished to get to this point. You know, not everybody's willing to take the step and put themselves out there and this kind of way. Um, our boss, Donna Clark, talks a lot about, you know, the importance of joy in this process mm-hmm. and pride and achievement and accomplishment and really using this as an opportunity to look back on the, the many things you've, you've accomplished in your life and to look forward about you know, what's to come. And this is an exciting time where you're dreaming and imagining uh, possibilities. And so embrace that. We know that it can be nerve wracking, um, applying for something, there's uncertainty, there's ambiguity as you navigate this, but um, staying, staying kind of grounded in the, this is a very exciting time for me. If I'm invited to interview, I'll be able to share more and just really trying to focus on what you can control in this process, I think is a productive, productive use of your time. I do love that. I love the idea of, of thinking this is a joyful process and one where you can really um, you know, put your dreams to paper, share your dreams with other people. That's what a lot of us in our jobs enjoy most is hearing about people's dreams, helping envision with them um, the steps that will be helpful to, to helping them achieve those dreams. So, um, you know, this could seem like a very from a routine kind of process, filling out an application, but it represents so much more than that. And it's wonderful to remind ourselves of that along the way too. Well, you recently joined us for an episode all about researching schools uh, during the pandemic. It's much more complicated um, to, to research these days. In some ways it's, it's easier because you've got the internet and you've got online virtual events, but there are aspects of that research process, you know, for example, um, coming to Charlottesville, spending time on grounds that logistically may just be uh, much more complicated uh, for people. And I wonder, as people are approaching their application, pressing submit here for round two, um, anything that you encourage people to, to think about as they continue to stay engaged, to do research as they navigate the application process? Yeah, great question. I think that's something we've all thought about differently over these last 18 months in particular. And I think it's expanded the ways that we're able to, to reach our applicants and for our applicants to get to know us too, which has been um, an upside for sure. So I think as, as an applicant is considering Darden, there are many ways to learn more about the school, learn more about um, the program in particular. There's some self-paced options as well as some opportunities for, for more direct engagement. On the self-paced side of things, uh, this podcast. So if anyone's listening and made it this far, you know, you're, you're doing your part to learn more about Darden, learn more about the opportunities here. Lots more episodes, app tip episodes like this one, but also you know, profiles with current students or other Darden community members. This is a great place to learn 
a little about a lot of different topics. Um, also, the Discover Darden blog has fantastic profiles, more in-depth interviews as well, uh, and the website. So there's a number of recorded webinars from the past, lots of content where you can come and go and listen to what is most helpful at the time that that fits your own schedule. And then on the more engaging side of things with with people in real time, uh, we continue to offer coffee chats for prospective students. Those have been really wonderful because no matter where you are in the world, whatever time zone, there's going to be a coffee chat that hopefully fits your schedule a chance to talk to a few other prospective students too, hear what they're thinking about the questions they're asking. If that's something really important so that you recognize that it's not all just happening in a silo. And then we do have a number of webinars where um, our prospective students can join those, participate, ask questions in real time too. I, we are coming up on a winter break here uh, shortly. And so I do want to kind of remind our listeners between now and that round two deadline, some of the self-paced content may be the most accessible at the moment, just because it is generally pretty quiet dur- during the week of Christmas and the week between Christmas and New Year's. So if you're looking to get questions answered, you reach out to us sooner rather than later if you're not seeing the, the answer somewhere on our website. Um, but otherwise, you know, enjoy the live library of resources that are available um, as you're working through the the final touches of your application, because um, this is a time where it may just be a little bit slower on the response time from our teams. But we'll be back in action the first week of January and here to help during those final few days before the deadline, too. Well, I appreciate the plug for the podcast. Uh, The idea, initial uh, inception of, of this podcast idea was that you know, wherever you may be in the world, if you have access to uh, the internet, if you can download an episode, you can learn uh, about the student experience. You can hear directly from someone going through this or someone who's recently graduated or a faculty member, a staff member about, about what the Darden community is, is like. And so there's a sort of equalizing aspect uh, to, to all of this that um, feels particularly important right now with this moment, but always has been important. Um, just as, you know, people do research, you, you want, you want it to be easy for people to learn about the school. So blog is certainly included in that discover dart and our, our colleague Maggie Dodson does a fantastic job, uh, publishing typically about three posts a, a week. And, um, one of the things that I always encourage applicants to think about is, you know, even though we don't ask why Darden in the application itself, you can you can anticipate that that is a question that is going to come up in your interview. So uh, think about all of this research spoiler. as, yeah, spoiler, yes. Uh, think about all of this research that you're doing right now, not only as enhancing your application, you're thinking about the why, of, you know, why you want to pursue an MBA and where you want it to go, but it's also potential interview prep so that when you get to that interview, your why Darden answers are deeper than, Oh, it was a top program. It was, uh, you know, just a general mix of schools I was considering. Um, we want to hear personally what has resonated with you. And so I, I don't, I, I'm guessing, Katie, that, that resonates with you. Oh, definitely. Um, I, I also should include that we did start piloting some in-person tours this fall and tiptoeing back into some in-person opportunities. Um, and I hope that we will continue that in the winter. So we'll hopefully 
provide more of those opportunities for people to come and visit generally on Friday afternoons. Um, I think with you know, the winter break coming, it'll be quiet here for a few weeks before the application deadline. But for those who are applying either round two or maybe round three, you're listening for that, know that we will have some opportunities to come see us in person, actually get to um, experience the school and, and meet some of our students um, in some small group opportunities over the, the next few months. Well, you previously joined for an interview tips episode, which everyone should listen to, by the way. It's you and Whitney Kessner talking about the Darden interview and the general structure of that conversation and some things to keep in mind as you approach your Darden interview. It's essential listening for anybody, but certainly if you're invited to interview. Um, what would you share here? Uh, tips and insights for people who are just beginning to sort of think about the interview phase of the, of the Darden application process. I love the idea that that's essential listening. Um, yes, very, very important. Um, go listen to that if you want the longer form answer, <laughs> but I'll, I'll condense it down at least into one or two uh, tips here. So I think you know, the, the Darden um, interview is known for being a little bit different. And so I do think it's important for applicants to research that and practice. Talking about oneself can be uncomfortable for some people. Darden has a longer form story format. That means I think applicants really need to know what they want to highlight about themselves and to practice that delivery. There's no need to memorize it. It should be an organic conversation. But I do think it's really important that an applicant comes ready with some narrative points to hit. And it's not a time to really wing it. So I think more than anything, just you know, spending some time thinking about that, practicing the delivery, practice with friends, family, uh, maybe someone who's been through this MBA process before, if that's possible, to you know, just get a little bit of feedback on the delivery of that too. But uh, the Darden interview is meant to be an opportunity to chat, have a conversation. But at the end of the day, it is also an interview. So um, practice is definitely important. Yeah, the, the idea of winging your, your Darden interview. Um, I know people sometimes get lulled into the, oh, I'm just talking about myself. I talk about myself all the time. Um, ultimately, you know, what you, what you realize is you have a limited amount of time. You have a lot that you want to share. You have a lot of ground to cover too, not just in terms of your yes. background personally, academically and professionally, but also where you see yourself going. Why an MBA? Why Darden? What your goals are, are post-MBA? And so you've got to touch on all those things and hopefully do it in a way that's reflective and helps us understand how you get, got from here to here. What's the why of that story? It's not the easiest thing to do. Um, practice, practicing is, is important. Yes. So um, interviews are one of my very favorite parts of this job. I love learning people's stories. I love asking them questions about themselves. And uh, it definitely shows when somebody has spent that time Again, it kind of comes back to the introspection and reflection at the beginning of the conversation. When you've spent the time thinking about it, really understanding your own reasoning, it's a lot easier to you know, have those kind of top points come to mind and deliver them in a compelling way in an interview too. Yeah, maybe we're all just talk show hosts deep down. You think? Well, you most definitely are. <laughs> so... We've long had the dream of an admissions talk show. I think this is actually it in practice. So, You know what? Dare to dream, Katie Yielding. Uh, you know, why not? Why not an admissions talk show? Uh, that's what I say here. Um, 
yeah, there's a, albeit a, a niche audience, so I think there's still an audience. So, um, you know, maybe one of these days. So, well, one last question for you here. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and helping our applicants think about putting together their strongest possible round two application. Wonder what you're looking forward to in, in the holiday period. Um, you mentioned some downtime uh, for our team. Uh, what have you What have you circled on your list of this is This is what I'm looking forward to. Oh, thanks for asking. Yes, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I think it's a time to to reflect at the end of the year, to celebrate the holidays, slow down, spend time with people I love. Those are things I'm most looking forward to. Um, catch up on some personal reading before the next big application reading season hits in January. A personal reading usually takes a dip those months. So gotta enjoy some, some books this month now. And then of course, there is some big college football to enjoy over the next few weeks. Virginia's playing at Fenway. Um, I'm still a little disappointed that we're not in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. I don't know about you, but I was really looking forward to that, <laughs> just for the bowl name alone. That's okay, but I'll be cheering for Virginia and in Boston. I'm not going. It's too cold for me, uh, but I'll be cheering uh, from, from the comfort of my home. And then I'm a big Alabama fan, and Alabama's got a big game on New Year's Eve, and so that's definitely on my calendar, too. So. Uh, that, that should keep me pretty busy over the next few weeks, hopefully. UVA football now has a new coach. Breaking Exciting. news these last few days. Unbelievable. Um, I will say within the Twitty family, uh, we, had a, we had a hunch uh, that it could very well be uh, Tony Elliott. All How are you feeling him. about that? Are you, is it bittersweet for you to uh, have him leave Clemson? Or are you excited about his arrival at UVA? Or both. He has done an incredible job at Clemson. I think we all, you know, both Tony Elliott, Brent Venables, that interest of full disclosure for our listeners, I grew up in a Clemson household. My parents went to Clemson. Most of my family went to Clemson. So you better have a perspective on Clemson football if you want to have anything to talk to my mom about uh, from like, well, honestly, 365 days out of the year. It's always football season. So um, needless to say, we were very excited for, for Coach Elliott and look, he's here. I hope I run into this guy at the Harris Teeter Barracks Road, and I can say, Coach Elliott, I just want you to know the Twitties always believed in me. I just want to say, I just want to say that. I want to lay it on. I think you're going to have the opportunity for sure. Uh, well, it's obviously I think bittersweet here in Charlottesville. We're all sad to say goodbye to Bronco, but uh, what a get! I'm excited to have uh, another Coach Tony at UVA. Got Tony on basketball, we got Tony on football. Uh, I think it's it's a good sign. No offense to Tony Elliott. Um, I just don't think he's going to get away with, uh, I think the, there's probably a primary uh, Tony. Don't you think Tony Bennett probably, uh, Coach Tony, probably owns that a little bit? Well, it, it may be an uphill battle the first few years. <laughs> hard, hard to uh, surpass Tony Bennett's uh, love here in Charlottesville. Indeed. Well, Katie, always fun to talk sports, always fun to catch up with you. And, and thank you for being, you know, so, such a willing guest here on our admissions podcast. Uh, come back and help our applicants think about putting their best foot forward in this process. It's always such a pleasure catching up with you. Well, thanks for having me, Brett. And good luck to all of our applicants out there. We're looking forward to seeing more from you in the new year. 
enjoy your holidays too. And that was my interview with my admissions colleague, Katie Yielding. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N, at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.